0: Connection Through Conversation Join self-described conversationalist Stacey Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational and always entertaining on Stacey Connects
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stacy Connects. I am Stacy Heller, and uh, let's see what we've got going on this week. Uh, First, I'm super excited. I am going to be having back on the show this week. He was my guest last week as well, Tom Hamilton Jr. Uh, He's not here yet, but you know, growth mindset, he'll get here. Um, In the meantime, I love welcoming you, and I love letting you know what the show is about, which is all about making connections through conversation. It's about the tangents that we go on that take us down to random uh, thought alleys that turns out there's something really cool down that little alleyway. Uh, It's about asking questions instead of making assumptions, and it is about engaging with the elephant in any room. Now, uh, this past week I engaged with an elephant I didn't expect to engage with, but I'll talk more about that in a bit. Uh, whether you are listening live to the show or you listen to the show later, uh, thank you so much for doing it. I so appreciate your support. Consider subscribing or leaving a comment on whatever platform you listen to the show from. Uh, you can also check out Don't Ask Me to Talk. That is the little side hustle project that Eric and I do together and that is on Thursdays from 3 to 4. But really, you're probably going to listen to the podcast version. And you will not be disappointed. It is more ridiculousness. Um, for today's show, if you want to call in live, if you want to beat my mother to the phone, you can call 425-373-5527. Otherwise, feel free to shoot me a text or call 475 notice. The difference. It's not 425. It's 475-999-2726. Okay. So, first of all, I got a really lovely message from a listener this week, and I think she was catching up on some old episodes. And so that was really fun. I love getting these love letters from listeners where they're like, Yes, no. Awesome. It reminds me of when John Mullaney talks about um uh what's his name? McJagger. And he's asking if um, famous people are jerks. And he's like, of course they're jerks. Like, you know, all he has to be is like, yes, no, dumb. And so I love these messages. I mean, this is not what the listener was saying, by the way. (laughs) She was being really lovely. Uh, But I I love when I get feedback. I'm a feedback girl. Um, Okay, he's here. He's here, everybody. So my guest today, again... Uh, is Tom. I feel like I I feel like I have to do the whole Tom Hamilton Jr.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Well, you know, but
0: every Tom's good, Tommy, Thomas, you know, whatever, whatever you're into is totally fine.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So if you did not listen last week, uh, Tommy boy,
0: (laughs) that also works.
1: (laughs) Uh, He is actually a professional musician and, uh, but last week, we talked about so many other different things that we really didn't get into the the musician portion. I mean, we did a little bit, um, but I have questions. And uh, Tom was kind enough to say he would come back. So it worked out great. And I didn't even have to bump anybody. I mean, I would have bumped them for you, but I didn't I, have
0: to. I I... I, I... Kind of wish that you did have somebody booked and you needed to bump them just, just, just to like you know tickle the ego a little bit. Right. But it's okay. I'm, 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 <laughs> just, to, just to be invited back is a, is enough of an honor.
1: I bumped I, my imaginary friend. How about that?
0: Did you have an imaginary friend when you were young?
1: Uh, I did, and I was really upset when uh turned out to be a tangible like thing because I so related to the imaginary friend.
0: Wait, did you know that Snuffleup? That Philophagus was his imaginary friend? Yeah. No, I, but- that did Dude, that didn't register for me until like 8 years ago or something <laughs> like something <laughs> insane. I saw like a meme that said that you know, that Philophagus was Big Bird's imaginary friend. I was like, "Wait, what the heck?" what just I had I had I I I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it.
1: I will say that there are a number of those kinds of things that you suddenly like you recognize like the real lyrics of a song you're like what or you know like when I saw Grease the movie as a kid it came out I think when I was like seven so it's seven like I didn't know what was going on and then years later when I saw it I was like Rizzo thought she was pregnant like
0: scandal
1: you know and like I'm like I'm singing about like getting girls all excited when I'm singing Go Grease Lightning so that was, you know, mind-blowing. So I'm with you on those things that you just, you know, you take it at face value and you don't think about it. But I did happen to know that because nobody else ever saw Mr. Stufflephagus.
0: Yeah, it just it just didn't click, you know. I I that was that and that was just on my that's my fault, you know, <laughs> but clearly. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, I also I'd, I'd, uh, I I I I I had two imaginary friends as a kid, Foxy and Spooky. They were they were my 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 buds. And uh yeah. it's just you know, it's an interesting thing. Now that I didn't realize that not everybody had them. You know, I didn't realize that until I got older and started talking about it, you know.
1: Well, first of all, really cute names. And that that's kinda of funny because one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is uh, you know, words and music and like putting words to things because I'm such a word person and um and I love name and stuff. So Good on you for the names. That's awesome. Uh, Also, I must have been like some angsty child because I feel like I was having like conversations like my imaginary friend was like Joan Crawford in like a dressing gown, sitting there having a cocktail with a cigarette and the ashes are almost falling out. And she's like, oh, am I right? Like... I don't feel like I was like playing with my imaginary friend. I feel like I was having like deep conversations with my imaginary friend.
0: That's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, well, nobody listened to me, which is why fast forward, I had to go and start a radio show and podcast so that I had a undivided attention for an hour every week.
0: Uh, do you have do you have siblings?
1: I do. I have two older brothers.
0: So I mean, that probably you know, right? You're well, the, you're the youngest, but a third one, you know, right? They don't. You're, you're not, you know, you, you know. They're like, oh yeah, there's a kid, you know. It's, right. it's, uh, although I would never suggest that that the lovely Joan was anything less than a, a completely attentive mother. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know, I mean, like you know, I, I, everyone <laughs> I know that has more than two kids, you know, the after the second one. They're on their own. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, a little bit. Like, I'd love to say that I'm different because we've got four kids and uh, my middle two are 16 months apart. So they're kind of like, that's kind of a gimme. Uh, Otherwise, you know, Grace would be more of like a yeah, yeah. Uh, But yes, it's true. And my brothers are five and seven years older than me. So The kitchen table, the conversations, by the time it got around to me, I remember, you know, like blurting things out, like, I'm pregnant. And my parents are like, you're nine. And, you know, I was like just trying to get someone's attention. And, you know, my brothers had air quotes here, real stuff going on. And so I needed people to work this stuff out with. So my imaginary friend uh, was really just like my imaginary therapist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you know,
1: <laughs> and you
0: know and here we are all these years later right you know uh you got yourself a radio show and a real and a real therapist so you i
1: you're, mean look at me goals well and i also had these imaginary characters now i feel like i should be lying down for this part here i had these two imaginary characters maybe it was spooky and foxy and when i would color in my coloring book These two little guys lived on the edge of the picture, and I could never tell if they were trying to taunt me to color outside the lines or if they were trying to keep me inside the lines. How about that for deep thoughts?
0: Yeah. Paging Dr. Freud. Right? Exactly.
1: (laughs) And, you know, as a kid, I always thought they were trying to keep me in the lines. And now I sort of wonder if it was my subconscious, like, color outside the lines, kid.
0: That's interesting. I, I also had a, a revelation about my imaginary friends. It's at some point in my adult life. When I was a kid, they, you know, foxy and spooky, it, they definitely had a, a resemblance, let's say, to a fox and a ghost. Ish, You know, Uh, and then I got into I I, probably somewhere sometime in my 20s when I kind of thought back to it Mm -hmm. and when I remembered it as an adult and still now when I think of of them. I I, I don't see them as uh, cartoonized at all. I just see them as. What they actually looked like. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's just it's just weird, you know. Like the clothes the, are the clothes are the same. Right. You know, Foxy had overalls on and spooky was more of like a, a t-shirt and 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 blue jeans type of situation. Um both uh I, I would say from like Great Depression era. Oh, okay. As as far as like the cut of what they were wearing and and how it looked. Um and yeah, like you know when I was a kid they they were it was more of like they were cartoons like this and now when I remember it I remember them as just dudes. Like
1: grapes you know, of wrath. I mean <laughs> dust bold. Kind of, like you know
0: in in a weird way, you know, like yeah. it, it, it was very I don't know, it's very it's very weird to think about it now. And you know, I I read I read somewhere once that the i read a theory once that uh imaginary friends are actually ghosts or spirits or something you know and that you know there's a i'm not somebody who's necess- i don't subscribe to anything particular you know so this mm-hmm. uh, this isn't me uh endorsing it nor is it me poo-pooing it um but you know the idea that you know uh children can see stuff like this because
1: 100 they can
0: right so you know that would explain that would it it would just explain a lot it would explain Mm -hmm. when I saw these things and then how they just stopped one day and and my recollection of it and you know uh and and thinking about how they looked and and what they were wearing it's like oh that certainly could have been a thing you know these Mm -hmm. could have just been two dudes that were you know
1: hanging out like hey like yeah, from
0: you know. the 30s you know or, or or you know from the 40, 30s or 40s you know and and that would have you know that wouldn't have been too out of pocket for you know I was born in on the last day of 1978 so you know this is right you know 30 40 years after that Yeah, I don't know. it's it's pretty cool
1: it's well pretty and cool. you know I mom uses uh god I say universe because when I'm I'm talking on the show I I understand that not everybody believes in god or a god. So like sure. universe seems all encompassing. Um and so you know when we have these imaginary friends or these entities that we see or these things that we see it's kind of like to help us out, right? It's the universe like giving us what we need to get through what we're going through. And I'm not even talking about like traumas. It's kind of like hey, I got somebody that is like they're on the same page as me and like, you know, I can I can be by myself and not be by myself and I get to explore stuff. I mean, like that whole creative side and having, you know, somebody that's like, well, no, let's do this and let's do that, uh, you know, or what about this? You know, maybe there's the side that's of you with your imaginary playmates that's like a little cautious and then the one that's more of a risk taker. And, you know, it's kind of like the whole like... All right, we're we're working through all of these things in our head, and I do believe that kids. Um, you know, I've learned a lot about my intuitive side, and I get a ton of downloads uh, when I'm working with clients, or you know, I can be, I can be at a restaurant and like have a server going through stuff, and I just kind of know it, and then I decide like, do I want to engage or do I not want to engage, and also, am I welcome because? Uh, You should never go someplace where you're not welcome. And kids, though, are just so open to it. And so most of the people that I know that have these uh, abilities of any kind, uh, they're like, oh, I had it as a kid. And then it gets kind of stomped out of you. And, you know, it's like, oh, that's your imaginary friend or, oh, that's not real. And I can think of several instances as a kid where I'm like, like, that really happened. And, you know, it was like, you know, no, it didn't. You have such an active imagination. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah, that 100 percent happened. And, you know, it's just kind of how it is. And now that I'm more now that I'm more open to it, I get confirmation about the, these kinds of things all the time. And, you know, I, I on my website, I'm like, I thought I was smart. It turns out I'm articulate and I know how to translate messages from the universe so that people yeah. will understand them.
0: Or just even being open to seeing or hearing things, you know, uh, getting, I, I think that in itself is, is, is a bit of an accomplishment, right? I mean, there's so many, there's so much noise, Oh yeah, you know, uh, so I, I think just being able to even slow things down enough in your life to, uh, you know, uh, be, be open to these things and, and to hear, hear these things, or to care, mm-hmm. you know, to you know, to care enough outside of your own bubble, you know, uh, you know, um, it, you know, like the, uh, I just, the, the, and mass narcissism of, of social media and stuff oh, yeah. like that, totally. you know, I, I think it kind of shuts things, it shuts off like intuition and, and, you know, uh, you know, things like that, or like, you know, uh, my my girlfriend is is younger and she uses uh her gps for everything right, right? that's like a thing and I'm like well I you know I didn't grow up with that so I I really I only use it when I need to you know and right it's like yeah you know, I like I think that direction is uh something that you that us as animals. You know, we were able to it's something that you develop as you get older and and as you you live, you start to be able to understand direction and and have a sense of it. But if you never work out that muscle, you know, if you're always just using the GPS or whatever, you know, it's like immunity, uh,
1: right? Like if you never like, you know, if you wash your hands after every single thing and you basically wipe off every germ, then chances are you're going to struggle more versus those of us that played with eight. Uh, sat amongst the dirt and, you know, we're not, (laughs) you know, and I'm not making a political statement here. I'm just making like a life statement that I a hundred percent agree. Hey, by the way, uh, before we go on, I, I know you're shocked. We have a caller.
0: I wonder, I wonder who it is. I wonder if it's a million number.
1: I don't know. Let's see. Who do you think it is? Of course. There she is. (laughs) Hey, Tom, do you know you're getting a package tomorrow?
0: I did not, Joan. But yes, I do you now. Are.
1: And now I'm going to be thrilled. And I need you to have a picture. Send me a picture of you in them, please.
0: I I certainly will. Okay. I certainly will.
1: And <laughs> I want to hear more about your music, kid. We're going to get there, jeez. Oh, right. Well, I'm your mother. <laughs> and and? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind the rest. All right. Love to you all. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: Great to hear from you, Joan.
1: <laughs> that's mom. She comes in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> that's,
0: that's just what they do. Now, do you catch yourself at points saying things to your kids and being like, oh my God, I oh. I, I, I am my mother.
1: Oh, I mean, I just, yeah, 100%. Like, I, the, my phrase that I use is the transformation is almost complete. <laughs> and, you know, and some of it, is is fine like you know there's no malice behind it it's like oh yep there she is and there's other things that you know my angelou when you know better you do better right and so you know mom has always done the best that she can and i continue to do the best however i don't i want to pick up where she left off and and do even better and
0: absolutely absolutely
1: and you know but oh a hundred percent there are times when i'm just like oh my gosh like and there she is, um, and you know that's that's totally fine. All right, well let me let me get through a couple of the things I wanted to say. So last week after the show, uh, I went out to an event that my friend Stacy Harris was was speaking at, and I the first time I got COVID, I randomly had a dream that. Um, In my dream, I was walking along the beach where our lake house is, and I had a positive COVID test in my pocket, and I had no reason to think that I had COVID, but I was visiting mom at the time. This was last May, and my dream made me get up and go test for COVID, and sure enough, it came back instantly positive. So on Wednesday morning, I woke up at 5.37, and I had woken up to a dream where Grace my daughter made me take a COVID test and that when I took it in the dream, it came out positive. So I was like, well, shoot. So we I knew we didn't have any COVID tests. So I door dashed uh, COVID tests. Yes, I did, because I wasn't going to go out there into the world. And uh, I had to wait, of course, for them to get a driver. But sure enough, when I took the test, it was instantly positive again. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So uh, how about those dreams, A? And, uh, you know, why can't I be led to other things besides COVID (laughs) in my dreams? Um, You know, I'm just saying. And I am actually already now testing negative for it. So I'm very excited about that. This was a much uh, better bout with it than the first time. So uh, cheers to booster shots. And I did take Paxlovid. And I will tell you that that is like a dry, metallic, wasteland for your mouth that has a slight tinge of bitter, rotten grapefruit rind to make it seem like it's a craft cocktail. But really, it is just hideous in your mouth. What is this? Paxlovid is the antiviral that you can take uh, when you have COVID. And I probably wouldn't have taken it if I hadn't been sick for so long, just like a month ago. And so my doctor was like, you know what? You should probably take it because your immune system is obviously compromised. And let's, like, nail this thing. Sure. Well, holy cow.
0: Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing at all. I
1: mean, the only things that they recommended was, like, cinnamon red hots. And I'm not a cinnamon. Like, I don't hate cinnamon red hots. But I'm like, I don't really feel like chomping on big red gum all day and (laughs) red hots and whatever. And have fireballs? I, yes, fireballs totally. Yeah. Atomic fireballs. And I was like, I think I'm going to gain 25 pounds from needing to keep something in my <laughs> mouth. And I I literally said to a few people, I'm like, by the way, if I'm dead tomorrow because I choked on something in my sleep, it's not suspicious. I probably fell asleep with an atomic fireball or something in my mouth because of the taste of Pexlovin So. I'm just putting That's it not. out there. If you want kids to take cough medicine and you want people to take Paxlovid, maybe we could work on the taste.
0: <sighs> you gotta, you gotta wonder. You know, it's like at this point, couldn't didn't we solve that problem? I,
1: I mean, I realize that it's low on the totem pole. Like if we're like trying to cure cancer and you know those sure. kinds of things,
0: But like, but like
1: this is on. a side project. Come on. Yeah.
0: I, 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 you would have thought, you know, they would have knocked us out a long time ago.
1: Totally. Uh, And then I will tell you that last week in therapy, we were discussing my spirit animals. And I bring it up because we were talking about animals. And it's so funny because uh, in this gal's mind, you know, she's like, there's three different ones for me. And I was able to figure out what it was. And it's amazing how trying to figure out your spirit animal, how lowly you keep yourself. (laughs)
0: I, so I, I just – I because I don't want to say – I don't want you to say what yours is and then have it be the same as mine and me be like, oh, my God, it's the same, and you think I'm, um, I'm BSing you. Uh, I also – I know what my spirit animal is. My brother uh, is a, a, a registered shaman, <gasps> uh, and he once told me that my spirit animal is a rabbit.
1: Oh, yeah, that tracks.
0: Is, is that in line with where you're at or no?
1: Well, no. Apparently okay. – I, I'm, I'm a few different things, but I'm an eagle.
0: An eagle? You can kill me.
1: I I mean, I might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> swoop right down. I Pick mean, me you
1: know, like if I'm, if I'm hungry, it might have to happen. Uh, and it's amazing how, you know, she's like, you're spirit animal. And I immediately was like, oh, a bear. And she was like, what? Why? And I was like, well, because they're like kind of big and like, you know, like, hey, (laughs) she's like, no, like, take yourself, like, take this seriously. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to make a ploy for like Yogi Bear and Pooh Bear, like two bears just minding their own business. And there's a certain wisdom in the simplicity of how you approach your life, like the Tao of Pooh, right?
0: Sure. Yes, absolutely. I thought maybe you meant bear as in like a large, hairy, uh, homosexual man. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> bear, bear that like, you know, you're like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, my spirit animal is a bear.
1: Yeah, okay. no, I was I'm more of a
0: twink. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nope. Nope. And oh. uh, so then, you know, I just kept going through a whole bunch of things. But I, I thought it was really interesting. And uh, it thinking about these random things, which I so know right now that mom and all of her friends uh, are all like. Did you ever think about what your spirit animal is? No. Why would I think about my spirit animal? Like, what's that got to do with anything? I don't know. Who cares what your spirit animal is? My spirit animal is like, you know, whatever drinks scotch. I mean, I know that they don't think about this stuff, but but I do, Mom. So there you go. Um, okay. Let me get to my Staceyism because per Mom's request, I do want to make sure we have time to talk about you and I have questions. Um. Here's my stasism. We need to place less emphasis on the mistake and more emphasis on what we do after the mistake. I think as a society, we're so focused when people make a mistake and quick to jump in. And yes, there is that. And obviously, each circumstance is different and whatever. Uh, but how is the mistake handled because i think in some ways how we handle things speaks more to who we are than the mistakes that we make
0: daisy i love that yep. I, I think i think that's a a very aspect you know especially now with how easy it is for people to get uh you know to have mistakes pointed out um it's it's hardly ever uh the 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 reaction to those mistakes are hardly ever as uh celebrated let's say Mm -hmm. you know uh the idea of people learning from from mistakes growing from mistakes uh or people that you know uh have done things and they end up you know they end up in prison and they get out of prison and it's like okay well they served you know they they did their time they you know served their debt to society and then Mm -hmm. you know to be able to celebrate that of like, OK, well, you know, moving on and up, you know, yep. from there. And yeah, man, I, I it's 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 pretty it, it's interesting, right? It's because it, page one is the mistake, you know, page 50 is the. Did totally. we learn anything from it?
1: Totally. Know? And, uh-huh. you know, and, and as I said, like, you know, context, like there's always some mistakes that like some are just hideous and whatever, um you know, but but really everybody i i'm gonna i'm gonna say it everybody makes mistakes everybody has those days um i think it was like hannah montana uh but really it's it's how you show up after you make that mistake and do you take ownership are you vulnerable do you not try to get defensive do you not try to put it on other people uh you know are you willing to to be vulnerable and go there so you know all right um Let's take a very quick break here, and then when we come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot some questions at you, Tom Hamilton Jr.
0: I'm ready, Stacey.
1: All right, we'll be right back with Stacey Connects. Keep listening. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like you're stuck in a style rut? If so, take the first step on your journey and go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com. dot com. Fill out their simple personal style assessment and schedule a complimentary, no-obligation, 20-minute style consultation. Let the experts help you gain some perspective on your style challenges.
1: Stacy Connects. It's not just my business. It's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging.
0: Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Hello there. Welcome back to Stacey Connects. I am Stacey Heller. I'm joined today by Tom Hamilton Jr. He is a, I just like raced through that. (laughs) Tom Hamilton Jr. Uh, He is a professional musician. And I was thinking about uh, last week, we had so many great random conversations. And you talked a little bit about, you know, how you got introduced to music, your dad being a big influence, he himself. Played with bands with your brother, and um, you know, kind of the evolution of your uh, instrument playing. Which, by the way, have you seen this young girl Nandy Bushnell on YouTube? She's this like twelve-year-old uh, girl from the UK that can drum like nobody's business.
0: Dude, it's it is crazy the stuff I see on on yeah you know, whether it's like on Instagram Reels or on YouTube. There are kids. They're just. I mean, you know, they're, this they're girl so played with so Dave great. Grohl. Oh yeah, that chick. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Of course, it's insane. She's um, she's incredible. You know, she uh, is. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, know, it's amazing. So cool.
1: Um, yeah. so anyway, I was thinking about uh, you know, where I wanted to go, and I was. We talked a lot last week about kind of the the artistry behind what you do and, uh, or we started to kind of go there. And, and then I was of course thinking about me because I am my mother's daughter and I was thinking about the artistry behind what I do and putting words to, to what I do and thinking about music being such a soundtrack to things, right? Um, And like as a kid, I don't even like to ice skate. And I used to come up with ice skating routines when I would hear a piece of music and I didn't even know what the moves were called. But I'd be like, oh, this is that thing where she's like skating, skating, skating on the edge and like doing the crossover legs and then like and this is going to lead into a jump and these kinds of things. Um, I just so understood that music can punctuate words and action. And so for you, which came first? The words or the music? AKA lyrics?
0: Uh, you know, it's um a lot of times I just kind of I just collect I just collect ideas, you know. Um before smartphones, I would have pockets full of post-it notes. Um of just like, you know, uh a line or two that i thought up or something i heard somebody say or okay. you know think things that are, are just you know inspiring whatever and i would just keep this stuff in my pockets and then you know at the end of the day i'd go home and i'd just put it in a pile then now i just kind of collect ideas in in like my uh you no know tap. in my phone yeah yeah um and it, and the same thing like with uh with like the, the the voice memo thing on the phone, you know, I have just like all sorts of, you know, oh, here's a guitar riff or a drum beat or whatever, you know, and I just save things. And when the pile gets big enough, I'll start to sift through it, and then it's okay, you know, does this thing work with this thing, and and you know, kind of just taking these little bits and pieces and start start seeing what it does and what it makes you know it's like each each thing is just like a little piece of clay you know right. and when it, when I have enough material to make something uh I, I I just make something whatever that is at at that time you know it, it's like a you know it's a long-winded abstract diary kind of you know mm-hmm. and it's like you know I, I live my life for a few years and I collect this stuff and then You know, like right now is a is a uh, I just started the going through process, and and you know I'm going to spend the next couple months, and I'm going to write a a record full of things, and then I, you know, and then from there I figure out, you know, what I what I do with it after that, you know. Right.
1: Well, and I would imagine that you know, uh, when you're doing this for a chunk of time, on the one hand, there are a whole bunch of random, disparate thoughts. On the other hand likely you're kind of going through, like, an age or stage or, you know, like, uh, just kind of things going on in life. And so they're not really all that separate. You know, there's probably things that you're drawn to or thinking about, right? Like, I think about, you know, Picasso going through his, like, blue period or cubism or, you know, like, different artists going through periods where they're – Collecting these ideas and trying things out and, and playing with it. And it's, I would imagine, how as a musician, you keep coming up with new content. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm... The sound thing is fascinating to me and how much it dictates the moods of the words. Because I feel like words can be translated. I mean, think about texting people, right? Like, LOL or, like, fine in a text... Like sure the translations of that holy cow
0: well but here's you know that's also that's what I want the song to be is not is not important necessarily like what I want the song to mean uh it, it like it's not about what I want it to mean to other people like I can't dictate that mm-hmm That's my
1: biggest writer's block, by the way, thinking about the end reader and not allowing myself to just be present in writing something and and worrying so much about the person that's going to read it in the end. I'm like, why am I writing something with the audience in mind? Like, that's never good.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. You know, it's, it's, you know, I look at making records as like uh, it. I try to make the record I wish I had.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: You know, um, which yeah, and yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't want to get on some kind of like big like rant or whatever. But you know, I think things are are very there. Things are very derivative at the moment. You know, um, a lot of things just kind of sound. It's a lot of nostalgia. You know, things that are popular are just like, oh, it just reminds people of this other thing, and that's why they like right. it you know yada 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 like harry um,
1: styles and uh-huh. aha <laughs>
0: yeah you know it, i mean it it really it's 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 pretty crazy you know um it, it, yeah uh anyway um and that, now you know but you know and so and that i think is 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 the uh commerce part of of what is what art is now right it's like well it's like well what's gonna what's gonna sell records what's gonna get likes what's gonna what's gonna make me successful right and then so people just kind of you look in your rear view mirror you find the things that were successful then you try to put something together and uh and 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 that's what's going on and you know and that's fine at varying degrees of 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 cool and not cool from that um but i think the you know if you're if if you're just creating art to create art you know to to contribute to the lexicon to to try to expand something to try to create something that is is different you know i think you know looking at it like i said before looking at it like well what 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 do i wish existed you know what what album do i wish I had my collection that doesn't that I that I can't find mm-hmm. uh, or what book do I wish that I could read, you know, or, or whatever. Um, and then and then make that. And yeah. it, you know, and if people hate it, they hate it. And if they don't care, they don't care. And if they love it, they love it. it you know, like the, the after you put it out there, it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, it's like a, that's it's kind of completely inconsequential um especially because you know people discover people when they're supposed to be discovered you know i mean there's certain you know gene hackman wasn't in movies till he was 40 you know Uh, you know bill withers was in his 30s like you know like it does it it doesn't matter necessarily you know if you know unless unless the goal is to you know be famous and to be you know it's like whatever it's like all right well then you'll do whatever it is that you have to do to to get that thing and 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 that 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 that's not my place to judge judge that you know it's just where i come from uh it or where i'm coming from with it is like just trying to make something that that is pushing the envelope in a forward direction even if it's by a millimeter you know
1: yeah i always think it's interesting when i uh, I'll go down kind of a YouTube rabbit hole and I'll see a musician um, and they give somebody in the audience the opportunity to like, you know, sing the song. Right. And then the person takes the mic and they just like have unbelievable voices. And I. I love that because, you know, the person's there to see like pink. I don't know I'm coming up with. I love pink. Sure. Um, She's from the I, I know. And she's got a new album coming out. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, so she'll bring somebody on stage. And it's like uh, that person has so much talent. Like all of these people that have all this talent out there. And so, you know, you've got like the talent where, okay, you can maybe sing covers or whatever. Uh, So there's the singing talent, right? And that's just that raw talent. And then there's like... Okay, now adding the layer, like, what do you have to say? Like, what do you want to say? And even if you don't write your own music or lyrics, if you choose, I don't know, your whole career to do covers, who are you covering? Like, you're saying something, right? And are you doing it because, um, to your point, you're going to get those likes or you're going to become famous because you sound just like this person or whatever, um. I feel like that would just be very empty to not have your own point of view and not like singing covers. I don't mean that that's like an empty thing. I like getting to choose what you do versus having somebody say, you sound like this. And so now you're going to make money like pigeonholed into this place.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, bro, you, you are you are you don't I guess, you know, I, we we haven't talked about like my career path or any of that stuff, but like. Uh, you know, what you're describing is my, you know, it's my, it's my whole career. I, you know, I yeah, started, see,
1: so now start, tell me the story.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I start I started, um, I started, when I started playing music, um, uh, it was always, I, I, all always, I always played just my own music. I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't like take jobs as a side man or anything like that. I, I just, I had my band with my buds. Yep and we wrote music and we played it we toured all over the country and you know we did the thing you know we 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 had a m- modest amount of success enough enough to have a career did um, you have merch of course yeah <laughs> see yeah. i
1: mean merch yeah.
0: but you <laughs> know like we did the thing you know we 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 made records and we toured and we played the you know huge festivals and you know we did the thing right and and we weren't super successful but we were successful enough um, and, you know, when I needed money, I just had a side job and, and, and I was, and I just focused on my thing, you know? Okay. Um, I, I, the world that I exist in is, uh, in like, uh, like the jam world, like bands like the Grateful Dead, uh, All In Brothers, you know, I'm sure like you're you yeah. know, aware of, of all this world, right? Um that's where that's where that's where i live that's that's my i i love improvising it's Mm -hmm. it's it's my favorite thing to do um you know especially you know it's 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 just this you know music you know like improvising in a a band it's no different than just hanging out with a bunch of people and you have to talk to them Mm -hmm. you know and 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 it's the conversation, you know, and oh man, it, I, I love it. It lights me up. You know, it, it's, it's my favorite thing. Um, and it gives you the, uh, opportunity to always, to always say something, mm-hmm. you know, like y- if you're playing a song, you know, uh, there are songs that I performed still that I wrote when I was 17, you know, I'm 44, uh, <laughs> The fact that I'm that I'm able to that the song is just a framework, you know, and, and that I'm able to always update it. Every time the song gets played, it's always like this version of that song, you know. It, it's it's magic to me. I think I think it's it's you know I I, I we have a bunch of people doing it together, and and there's a, this this magic in the air where everyone is on the same wavelength and, and you're communicating without words, uh, and, and you're making cool things happen. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Right. Like, so it's, it's just, it's my thing. Um, and then it, it, in my mid thirties, uh, a friend of mine uh was playing with, uh, two of the guys from the Grateful Dead um, in this band called Further, and, uh, he, he asked to do, uh, he asked me if I wanted to play a concert with him and a bunch of our other friends, um, and the concert would would, be, hey, we're going to play a bunch of Grateful Dead songs, um, but, you know, with that music, you get, you, the whole thing's improvised, you know, you have the framework of the tune, and then we get to do what we want to do with it, you know, uh, and for some reason it went viral we played one concert we were only going to do one concert there was never a plan to do anything more than that um but we played one concert and it went it just kind of caught fire uh you know it was just it was downloaded millions of times and and people were kind of losing their their stuff about it and we got all these offers to play all these shows and we're just like, Hey man, that's not what we do. You know, right. we all have our own thing. And, you know, uh, eventually after a year, we did another show. Um, and it was at this big theater and, you know, holds a few thousand people and it's sold out and we're just like, okay, well, I guess we have to, you Wait. know, give the people this. what they want. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it, yes, Um, and, and, you know, we, we had to think about that, you know, individually and collectively of what it means to take gigs where, you know, the, the five people in the band, uh, most of us, well, not all of us, like we all had our own bands that we were in that plays original music and that's what we're into doing. Um, and it was like, okay, well we we have this opportunity to come together and you know we only have to do a few shows a year like you know we only do 30 to 40 shows a year okay um but we you know it, people really dug it and we play it like really large you know we play huge places you know we play Red Rocks Amphitheater and and in, in, oh, in Denver nice. and you know uh you know, we yeah we just play like sheds we play uh you know the uh I don't know what the place in the no, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, I can't th- I can't think of any at the moment. Um the Greek. We play the Greek theater, you know, oh, something like that. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's crazy. Um because really we're just a cover band, you know. Uh, but there's but the clearly re-
1: a bigger conversation happening and well, people like are the they're witnessing lightning in a bottle and they're like, right. there's a bigger conversation going on here.
0: And that and that's and that's the that's what makes it okay. You know, where it's not you know, if if it was a gig where I had to just play, you know, play the same show every night, or play the same, play the songs the same way every time we play them, or or whatever. I, I've been offered that gig, you know. I, I've I've right. been offered gigs in in you know like huge tribute acts, and I that's I, just not something I was ever interested in. You know, I, I don't want to do that. But this band, the five of us are, and I don't mean this in some self-aggrandizing way. Yeah. It, it it just, it just is. We're we're all very, 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 very good improvisers, mm-hmm. which is, which is a, a a a real talent. You know, I mean, like it, that there, there is a level of uh, being tuned into something, uh, and hearing so much about the whole, and so little about your own self in it you know like it's it's a real discipline you know it really is and and it's very difficult to do uh well with a bunch of people and we managed to do that and we managed to do that on a pretty regular basis and people respond to that and they respond to uh how we talk to each other and you know and and that's that's one of my that's one of my gigs. I mean, that's how I, I pay my mortgage, you know, is uh, you know, playing the music of the Grateful Dead, but only only using the framework of it, you know, right. as as a launching point um to go wherever we go and to and to improvise and in, in a really cool and interesting way. Um And so much so that, you know, we've, over the years, we have, you know, we've gotten the blessing from, you know, from the guys in the band, from, you know, from the actual guys in Grateful Dead. You know, I've been super fortunate to play with, with all the living members at this point. And, you know, they, they appreciate what we're doing because, you know, they're like, well, you're not trying to sound like us. You're not, you're not just a, you're not a cover band where you're trying to recreate something that already happened. You're just taking this songbook and going nuts with it you know and and having a good time um so that kind of goes with that brings us back to the beginning of of talking about this subject which is the you know having talent uh talent doesn't matter really if you if there's no vision Mm -hmm. involved you know um or at least i mean that's just my stupid way of looking at it you know well, I, I don't i'm right I'm there with very, you <laughs> well you know it's like i'm not a very talented person i don't think uh it, but i uh, but i am good at vision you know i'm, well, I'm you have a I'm, point of view yeah and i exactly and i'm and i'm not uh i'm not embarrassed about it or or um you know what i mean like I, i'm i know that that's like a thing that i'm capable of i i'm confident in if somebody brings any kind of idea my way, whether it's a, a song or a, a movie script or a, a, you know a, just whatever, I think that I could help.
1: Oh, good! I have a few inventions actually.
0: Dude, bring it on! You know, bring it on! Like this, like this is like because this it's all in, it's all the same muscle, you know. Hundred You know, like whether you're improvising in the moment with a bunch of people and that's and those are just fleeting moments you know or it's just sitting around spitballing ideas you know uh about a tv show or or mm-hmm. you know or a, a dish you know my girlfriend loves to cook she's an incredible cook and well you know she'll be like oh i was thinking about making this and then we'll kind of kick around the idea and sometimes uh you know i'm able to to help and right. and you know and and pro- provide an avenue maybe that uh, an idea that that she hasn't thought of or or you know uh, working on music or whatever it is um you know the being able to put your own you know hands and fingerprints on on something um I think that's you know that's the real that's the thing you know so it's like you, you know having talent uh you know that anyone anyone could be, you know a monkey could be taught to do things you know giving them right. you know teaching them why you know having intention. Uh, I think that's like the the really important part.
1: I'm I'm getting a um <clears throat> I'm getting a kind of the vision or a metaphor of like a river, right? And it's like when water is going someplace, it has intention and it cuts out, uh, it cuts out this space that it's going to flow in, and it flows naturally and you know, it may reshape the way things are and where it goes and whatever, but it's just kind of naturally happening and there's a power to it. And, you know, all of us have that ability in some way, right? We all have that thing that we have tremendous power in and that we can change the world around us if we, you know, use this, uh, for good, not evil, of course. And, um, you know, and change the landscape around us, and uh, not enough of us do it.
0: No, of course. Well, I, you know, and I—it's I, something you kind of talked about earlier uh, about like, you know, uh, you're saying, Joan says God," you say "universe" or whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I would say my version of that is intention. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I—if I, you're—if you're doing things with intention, if you're putting intention out there uh you know I think that's where the you know the, whatever it is yeah yields that and there's a and there's a there's a a thing there and and you know with the water you know uh of trust there's there's gotta be trust too right you gotta trust that the water knows where it's getting to you know and and and, and needs to go so you know it's like you you push your intention, you push your muse, and then you let your muse or intention, fi- you know, lead you, and and you know, it's like a circular thing, you know. So, yeah, so that that's uh, and back to the career thing. So that you know, that's one of of the things that I do is is you know, I, I play in this this band that does, you know, this Grateful Dead thing, and then that affords me the time um, and the resources to focus on
1: all your little scraps of paper.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and just putting together original bands that like, you know, go out and, and do the thing, you know? Uh, I Yeah, it's it it's it's great, you know. It, okay. It's cool.
1: So, we're already through an hour if you can stand it. Um this time, you're going to tell people where they can find your music. Now, you have your website TomHamiltonJr.com. Okay. And I, just, didn't,
0: I didn't remember I had that.
1: Yeah, you do. Uh, it's a little old, though. So, mm. like, where can people, like, what's the name of the band that you play with? Like, sure. promote. Come on, man.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, I, I put out music. Uh, most of the music I put out in my adult life is uh, under, uh, it's called American Babies. That was the, That's the name of the project. Okay. Um, uh, and then I... I I kind of put that away and formed a, like a, a more of a band situation um, that was called Ghostlight, um, And you know, all this stuff is on Spotify or, or, you know, iTunes, or, you know, all yep. the places where music exists. Um, uh, yeah. Ghostlight, which was like a collaboration with uh, this uh, female songwriter that I'm friends with uh, her name's Raina Mullen. She's really awesome. Um, and, uh, and that was, you know, that was a more of a group thing, a band thing uh and then my the right now uh i, I have a band called more uh more with an exclamation point and uh that is me and my older brother ah. which is super cool
1: which by uh, the way i'm going to i'm going to have to have your brother on that is the uh shaman so
0: yeah you and i are going to talk
1: about all this all right oh,
0: sounds like we're getting played off
1: we're getting played off i uh, so basically, folks, look up his name. You will find all of the different things that he is associated with. You can find him on Spotify. You can find him on Wikipedia, where I think they have your age wrong. Uh, thank you again for being my guest. I so have loved our conversations, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll talk tomorrow when you get your prezi.
0: Oh, that's right, Stacey. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, stay connected, everybody. Yeah.